Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you. We are streaming a new show every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can also find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. As you can see, we're also doing video content. If you are on YouTube right now, you'll be able to see that we are doing the video content. Um, But if you're just listening, you can go to my YouTube channel. You can look up Michael Lombardo. You can look look up Awaken Podcasts on YouTube. You'll find my channel. You can go ahead and subscribe so you can get notified of the different content that is constantly releasing. It's kind of cool to see the guests, you know, um, in the split screen version or in studio. You'll be able to see that when I have guests in studio. And so you'll also see um, tons of content, about 70, 80 episodes of Awaken Live when I would do the Facebook Live streaming platform. On top of that, I've got 150 episodes of audio content on Charisma Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, and now I'm starting to release video along with it um, in the studio, and so I'm excited about that. And so thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We are currently in a series entitled The Sermon on the Mount. This is part four, and so I'm going to be diving into Matthew 6. If you haven't listened to part one through three, you should go ahead and filter through some of the previous episodes here because I laid a foundation, really went through Matthew chapter five, talked about the the core of um, this sermon and what Jesus' heart is behind it, which I believe just based on the message that you shared. I also talk about, you know, I pull from other scriptures as well to kind of solidify the message of the gospel in here. But in Matthew chapter six, Jesus is again tackling a heart issue here. He's saying that, hey, listen, you guys like to practice your righteousness in front of people, but why? That's that's a heart issue. Do everything before your heavenly father. And so I'm gonna be reading through chapter six. I'm gonna read a bulk of scripture here, and we're gonna we're gonna go from there. It's more of a line by line kind of approach here. Okay. And so the word of God is powerful and sharper than a double-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. The word of God is living. It is powerful. And so that's why I love to read the word of God and see if we could receive it and absorb it into our spirits. We need to strengthen our spirits with the word of God. And so Matthew chapter six, Jesus says, take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your father who is in heaven. Verse 2, when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, on the streets, so that they will be praised by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your charitable giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 5, but when you pray, you are not like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they will be seen by people. Truly, I say to you, they will have the reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And I'm going to jump down to verse 16, skipping the Lord's prayer temporarily, skipping to verse 16. For now, whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so that they will be noticed by people when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will be not noticed by people, but by your father who is in secret. Your father sees what is done in secret and he will reward you. 
And so there's this theme here in Matthew chapter six, where he's talking about the reward of man versus the reward of the Lord, the accolades of man versus the accolades of God. Having an audience of one, not having an audience of humanity where we're trying to get our praise, our validation from man, but from him. Because his reward is eternal. Man's reward is temporal. Their applause is temporal. If we are man pleasers, we cannot truly please the Lord, the Apostle Paul tells us. And so we need to be pleasers of God, thinking about what pleases his heart instead of what pleases man and what makes them feel good. And so I had a series at the beginning of this year entitled The Fear of the Lord. I had several parts to it. I highly recommend tuning into that because I've got several different podcasts that talk about eternal rewards. And so Jesus is trying to draw their attention to that reality that, hey, listen, you could have the temporal applaud of man or you could have the eternal reward of the Lord. And so Jesus is saying, don't practice your righteousness for the purpose of being seen by people. Practice your righteousness because it's who you are. It's your identity. This is your nature. That's why you practice righteousness, not so you could be seen by man and they could applaud you because you'll have no reward in heaven. That's what he's saying here. And then in verse two, he's talking about, you know, don't sound when you do a good work, when you give to the poor, don't sound the trumpet. Do, 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 do. I'm doing a good work here. Everybody look at me. I'm giving to the poor. No, give in secret and your father will reward you in secret. And that's important. Honestly, like at the end, I've seen so many people tell me how much money they gave to this, how much money they gave to that. And it's a temptation. You do something good and you want to let people know the good thing that you did because as human beings, we're like, we want a pat on the back. We want the validation. We want people to say, boy, good job. Fantastic. Wow. You're so holy. You're so spiritual. You're so righteous but we don't, we don't need that affirmation. We have the affirmation of our heavenly father. If we stand in a relationship with him, if his blood covers us, we're washed with the blood of Jesus and we stand in the Holy of Holies, the Holy of Holies lives in us as believers. And we have access to the throne of God by grace through faith. We get approached boldly the throne of God and receive words from heaven, life giving words from heaven, that Jesus is a life giving spirit. And we receive his words from heaven and we could receive his pleasure, his delight, his value validation, the smile of God over our lives, knowing he's cheering us on. There's a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on and that the first are last and the last are first. And we should not live for the applause of man because we will die by the applause of man. Because at the end of the day, if they're not applauding us and they don't say great job, great job, then we feel like, oh man, like, oh my God, you'll be, you'll think you're worthless. You'll think you're useless. You'll think like, my God, if people aren't praising me, if I don't have a promotion or if I don't have a position or if I don't, you know, have people, you know, a positive reputation or people saying this or that about me and I don't have a thousand followers on social media with people saying, wow, what an awesome guy, then I'm nothing. I'm worth nothing. And that is so wrong because we have the attention and the affection of heaven. We have the God of the universe who came down and baptized us in his life and his love, who, who we, our old life of insignificance died with him and he raised us from the grave to a place of authority and power and one day we will sit upon his throne with him and we will rule and reign with him and we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we will receive reward for all the work that we did in the flesh that is a reality and that's what our heart needs to be set upon because whatever we do in secret it will be rewarded openly openly that's what Jesus says Whatever we do in secret, our Heavenly Father will reward us openly, not just in this age, but also in the age to come. And I remember when people would give to me, 
or I would give to people or someone would come up to me and say like, wow, great job, fantastic job, great message, great sermon, great this, great that. I would just say thank you and I would walk away and I would go before my heavenly father. I made a practice of going before my heavenly father saying thank you. That praise is for you. I can't do anything without you. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. And because of that, I said, there was like waves and currents of his presence, his glory, his power. And it's just like his delight flowing through me. It's like I have the audience of the king of the universe. That is incredible. That is incredible. And hey, listen, when you give, just go before God and say, I gave for you. Jesus, you know. Jesus, you know everything that I'm doing. People don't need to know my gifts. People don't need to know the righteous things I'm doing. You know, and that is all that matters. And one day I will be with you and my reward is with you. And you will, I promise you, there'll be a sense of rest and peace and delight that you will experience the delight of the Lord when you do things unto him, not unto others. You see it all the time in, in different movements and in the church. People always sharing what I did, who I am. These are my, this is, this is how obedient I was to the Lord. This is blah, 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 blah. And it's one reason, you know, sometimes you do, you want to share the testimony of the Lord. You want to share your faith story. You want to share the things that you did and how God blessed you so it could spur people on and challenge people to righteousness and, and really just build and edify them. You want to be able to tell people what you did and how God rewards you openly and blessed you. But what is the motivation? Is the motivation to challenge someone? Is the motivation to spur somebody on in their relationship with the Lord? Or is the motivation for people to go clap and tell you how great you are? I remember when I would hit the hit the uh, streets in uh, Dallas and we do evangelism and I would lead teams. And, you know, there was just always people just wanting to share the miracles that God did through them. And, you know, it's awesome. You know, we need to be able to share the testimony of the Lord and what he does in us, through us for the overall edification of those around us. But at the end of the day, like there are so many times you could just sense this person is sharing all the cool miracles God's doing because they want people to go, wow, you're so spiritual. Great job. And you could tell that's the intention and the motive. There could be one person who shares the same story, but with the motivation to bless others, strengthen others, encourage and edify others. And there could be someone sharing the same story, but with the intention of getting the applause and the praise of man. We can't judge the hearts of man. We, we could have discernment like Jesus. Jesus was able to discern the intentions of, man, of man's heart. And there's gifts that we could, we could sharpen that discernment and be able to sense that. But at the end of the day, we're not the judge of humanity's heart, of anybody's heart. It is Jesus. And we need to know that like Jesus, I think I said that. I think I did that for this individual to like me or for them to think I'm hot stuff, for them to think I'm the man. Like that's the reason why I did that. And I'm sorry, Lord. And you receive his affirmation, his validation, his love into your heart where you get his affirmation and you don't need others. And it's a journey. The Lord knows that we're frail. The Lord knows our weaknesses. The Lord knows where our propensities are and how he can, you know, work with us. Holy Spirit's constantly drawing us that place of repentance with his kindness so that we can come to him in that sinfulness, come to him and say like, I, I don't know how to change this. You change it. And then he, he speaks into that. And then he, he brings truth and light on that. This is not for condemnation purposes. It's to be aware of it. It's to live for eternity. It's to live for his reward and not the reward of man. And, you know, he talks about, you know, how we go and we love to pray in the synagogues. And this happens, you know, and a lot of different, I, I, I uh, have been a part of a lot of charismatic movements in the church. And, you know, there's only getting the microphone and pray and prophesy and do all these things that 
you know, people could hear how anointed I am, how prophetic I am. And this is a challenge for ministers as well that have an anointing, a genuine anointing on their lives where they see healings and miracles and prophetic words and all this different stuff where they start to really just love what God's doing through them. You need to hold that loosely. You need to bring that to the Lord. Every single night you leave that stage, every single night you go home, you need to say, God, I am nothing without you. Apart from you, I am nothing. And I do these things because of you and I am broken and contrite before you, Father. And all the accolades I receive, all the praise that I receive, everything that people say to me, it's for your glory and for your honor. And you need to humble yourself before God Almighty so that he will exalt you because God does humble those who exalt themselves. Over a period of time, there's mercy and there's grace, but there will be a humbling if we continue to exalt ourselves. And I prefer to humble myself to be exalted. That's what I prefer. I'd rather be exalted by God than exalted by man. Jesus refused to be exalted by man because he knew that it wasn't his time and he wanted to be exalted by his father, not by anybody else. And so as you keep on going, he's saying like, hey, listen, don't use all these repetitive prayers. You know, pray from your heart. And he's, it's all about the heart here. And even with fasting, that's one thing like, oh, I'm fasting, man, I've been fasting two weeks. I'm just drinking water. And people like they, they want people to know that they're really suffering for the Lord, <laughs> you know, but it's like, no, just do everything unto the Lord before him. Let him be your audience of one. Let him be your everything. Do not rely upon the accolades and the validation of man. Let the Lord, um, let the Lord affirm you and be your all and let his opinion matter more than anyone else's opinion. Because if we care about what man thinks, we cannot truly be a servant of the Lord. It will hinder us from serving the Lord in the fullest capacity that he desires of us. Just like the apostle Paul said, I cannot be a man pleaser and a God pleaser at the same time. It's either one or the other. And so that's a challenge here today. You cannot do it in your own power and abilities, but at the same time, we need to start living from the heart, not for man's praise, but for God's. And this is something that might take a little bit of time, but we need to go in and we need to ask the Lord to change us and to shift our hearts. And so I'm going to pray into this right now. And if you feel like, wow, I need help with this. this is something I struggle with. Then let's let's do this together. I, I need more help in this area too. I think we all do. There's growth that needs to be made um, in all of our lives and all of our hearts. And so Lord, we just thank you right now for your outstanding mercy, your extraordinary mercy, for your grace, Father that surpasses my ability to understand that where there's much sin, grace abounds all the more. And so I just thank you, Lord, that you would shift our mentalities from a temporal to an eternal perspective. I thank you, Lord, that we become more conscious of you, of your presence, your, your thoughts, your heart towards us than people's thoughts, their presence and their thoughts towards us. Now you begin to shift that on the inside of us, that we would live for your dreams, live for your heart, not live for our own, and that we would have a more eternal perspective and that would weigh heavier on us than anything that's taking place in this world. And I just thank you, Father, shift us, change us, do the work that you need to do on the inside of us so we can truly reflect you and be everything we're called to be in this day, in this age, so we could be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into Awaken Podcast week after week. It's incredible. Every Monday, a new episode is released. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review this podcast so we can get it out to more people. I love releasing free content. It would be a blessing if you could help us spread the word on this. And so you tune into Awaken Podcast. You can be strengthened. You can be edified. You can be challenged with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I bless you guys. 
And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.com org life poured out intl.org or you can go to destinyimage.com the audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you <laughs>